Welcome back to another episode of We're Disappointed, the podcast where two average folk talk about the things that disappoint them in life. So this week we are talking about, well, we're doing something a little different. Like we're not going to be just, you know, like we're not all hating on stuff. Like we like terrible things too. So we're talking about the terrible things that we like. Yeah, I mean, I think that I like a lot of terrible things. But as I'm sure that we have talked about before, the difference is I'm not going to try to sell you on the fact that there's like secret, beautiful pieces of art that need to be appreciated for artistic value. They're trash. And I love that they're trash. Okay, so let's start with what makes these things trash, like in your opinion. Well, like um, like what? Like I'm going to say, you don't have to like give a specific example Mm-hmm. But just like in general, like of, of like, is there a common thread among the terrible things that you like? I think that like a certain level of absurdity is required. Like it just has to be like this level of crazy where I'm I'm baffled by it, but also still intrigued, like. Like, I I want to be able to try to analyze, like, what the hell were these people even thinking sort of deal. Mm. What about you? Well, for me, I just, I like being entertained. It's like, it can be really dumb as long as it's still entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, like, for me, it's like, I like stuff that, like, doesn't miss the mark and that it was trying to be this hoity-toity like you know like profound thing like i feel like if something is like absolutely ridiculous but it's still entertaining i feel like it still wins like it could like i might not recommend it to anybody else like it might be my dirty like you know my secret pleasure for it but i um i would still watch it yeah i mean entertainment value is absolutely huge and I, like i think that it like goes hand in hand with my like desire to uh, analyze the motivations of the people creating these things or acting in these things because like that is entertainment to me where I'm just like astounded by them and can uh, try to pick apart through conversations with my friends like what the hell was even they were trying to go for so like what's a good trash that you like well you mean as far as like within my um criteria there yeah um well the thing that immediately comes to mind that's a good example of it is that anime i was watching last year no guns life mm-hmm. because it's just like the most fucking ridiculous premise it's a guy with a gun for a head running around it's like it was a guy with a gun for a head in like a sci-fi noir kind of setting like he was like a kind of like a detective, kind of like a, a jack-of-all-trades kind of thing going on mm-hmm. where he would um, just take on any job. And it's like the premise was okay, but they just made it absurd with him having a fucking gun for a head. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like if he did not have a gun for the head and, like, the things that spawned from that it would have been a, a better show. Like, I wouldn't consider it trash because, like, all the stuff that came off from him having the gun for the head was just, like, really dumb. Like, later on in the show, there's a part where he loses an arm because of a fight. And then something happens where his back open up opens up and there's, like, this whole super long thing that doesn't make any sense that it can fit inside of his body. Like, he's a big guy, but it's, like, it still makes no sense. And it just mm-hmm. had, like, a pair of spare arms on it. Okay. That's convenient. And then they came. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and then they came and they, like, slotted back in where he needed arms. Just, like, just automatically. Like, I was like, okay all right, this is what we're doing now. And it's like, the further on the show went, the more absurd it got. 
So do you think you would have liked it if it didn't have those absurd elements? I think so, because, like, the core concept of this sci-fi detective who, like, the, the at its base, it's a sci-fi detective who does not remember who he is. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's, like, a, a well enough used concept that it could work. So even without a gun for a head, you would still be into it? Yeah. Okay, okay. I feel but, like that's... like, do you think that the gun for the head pushes it from like into love, or is it just you could take or leave the gun for the head? I think aspects? it's I think it's into love because I showed you like all those screenshots of him like mm-hmm. being like embarrassed and shit, and the way that they illustrated it, it was really yeah. funny to me. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like there's like a very narrow margin of a way to do that with a man that big that is cute. And mm-hmm. I feel like if he was just a regular guy, they probably would have missed that mark. But because he had the gun for the head, it hit the mark for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of things that I watch, they, uh, they, they would be good if not for this one thing. But you still think that, like, you still think it is good. Right? Like, I mean, what makes it, like, well, that? Good. Is it just the absurdity? Well, when I say good, I just mean entertaining and sh- in a strong enough way that I don't immediately want to cut it off. Mm-hmm. So what's good, I guess? Like, how would you define a piece of media that is either subjectively or objectively good? Well, I feel like that's hard to do in general it's like i have an easier time saying what is like objectively bad because like i feel like a lot of stuff people say (laughs) is good is not good to me Mm -hmm. like a lot of like i don't like a lot of things that people like i know (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not asking about what other people's definitions are i'm asking about your definition (sighs) okay i guess to say like what is just objectively good is like a strong story characters like you don't have to love them but you need to be invested in what happens to them Mm -hmm. um i like well for me personally like a big cast because like i don't want like a a hyper focused thing that's just following around this one jack hole like the whole time like that's boring me um surprises that make sense like, you mm-hmm. can go back and trace what, like, where they came to this conclusion rather than them just pulling something out of their ass. Yeah. Because I fucking hate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, that's all that's coming to mind off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, I feel like I would agree with those things. Um, like, I, I really... Uh, like, I, I want I want decisions. Like, I guess we're just talking about, like, shows or, like, movies, right? Like, thinking about what's objectively good about those. Or, like, books or something like that. Th- something with a story. Oh, so all of it, I guess. Something with a story. Okay. So, like, I, um, I like it when I can tell that everything is deliberate. Like... Like, choices are being made that are deliberate and they mean something rather than just, like, random garbage. Well, as far as the story itself or within the plot as, like, the character is doing things? Within the plot as the character is doing things. Like, um, like, otherwise it seems to me, like, that it's... Uh, like if there's just like stuff thrown in, like I, I guess like you know I, I like to pick on Marvel movies, I suppose, because that's what I'm gonna do again. Like I just feel that like often in those sorts of movies, or even like with like the new Star Wars movies, which I guess like are you know they're made by the same studio now, so like whatever. Um, but it's just like I feel that there's a lot of stuff thrown in that's just like to make toys or (laughs) to like have like extra explosions and like make it like quote unquote cooler or something like that. And it's just, I feel that often I can, I can get up while these things are happening. I can go around the house. I could do some chores. I can make a snack or something like that and come back and not have missed anything of importance. And I hate that. Like I like to, uh, I like there to be uh, 
stuff that engages me and that is meaningful and that advances the plot or deepens a character. Mm. So not like, just otherwise because, it's just boring. Yeah. N- it's just like, it's why like, is this here? Because <laughs> it's genre standard. Because like you say, deliberate. I mean, they're doing it on purpose. Just Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly they're doing it to sell toys or something like that. Right. But it's just like if it's not there to advance the plot or to add dimensions to a character, like I don't care because it's just like, what, why am I watching this? Like, what is this for? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it seems, like, too bloated and messy. Like, if I were, like, editing that story, I'd be like, well, cut this, cut this, cut this. Like, you don't need this. Like, what is mm-hmm. this here for? Um. So, it, like, I, I really hate it when that happens. So, like, conversely, like, I think that, like, a good piece of media, like, it tells, like, a nice, tight story. Like, there's not any, like, like huge, like, tangents that go absolutely nowhere um there there aren't like scenes just for the sake of scenes it's just like everything is there because it needs to be there it's just like no extraneous stuff Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that i don't enjoy like like world building elements because i really do but i still think that is also it's serving a purpose right it's it's deepening our appreciation of the setting and like the world that these characters are in. And so that's also like critical to the story um, and my appreciation of it. But most of the things that I see just aren't that. It's just, I get so bored. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's objectively like those things that don't have that, those are objectively bad. Uh, I mean, well, they, they're well know. on their way to that. <laughs> Like, I'm not going to say that all of them who who do those things like are objectively bad because I, I, you know, maybe there is something out there that I would be more forgiving on that on, but I can't think of anything that I would be forgiving of that on. So like until I'm proven otherwise, like at least in my mind, yes, like those things to me are bad. They're, they they just become extremely boring to me. I'm not entertained by 500 billion explosions in like fight scenes. Mm-hmm. So I would add on to that as far as like things I feel. Well, like, okay. So we talked about things that we like. We talked about, what's the word? Not Not facets. Aspects? I guess. So we talked about aspects of bad things that we like. So like, what is something that makes a movie too bad? Too bad? Like, I won't watch it and it's not fun to me? Yeah. Well, I I mean, I feel like just the things that I already covered. But I mean, is there anything else? Well, I guess like a lack of like entertainment value. Because like, certainly like some of these movies where you know, there's all these explosions and fight scenes and blah, blah, blah. Like, some of them are, in fact, absurd. But it's, like, an absurd quality that I don't appreciate. It's not like... Like, I, I can very much see why they're doing what they're doing. <laughs> like, they're selling tickets. They're selling toys. Whatever it is. And so it's, like, an absurdity that is not a mystery to me. It's just... It's just stupid because it's stupid (laughs) and because they want to sell tickets so Mm -hmm. it's like that like yeah that is just bad for bad sake (laughs) Mm -hmm. i would add uh pretension Mm -hmm. like an excess of self-importance is something that makes something bad to me mm-hmm. it was just like you're sitting there and you're trying so hard to act like you're deep and like you're not really even saying anything and then it's like your audience i'm thinking of something in particular that i'm going to mention later and it's like your audience doesn't really get it either and they sit there and they patch together meaning from what they think that you're putting out and then it's like there's really just nothing there and it's like I, yeah. I fucking hate that i mean i i'm forgiving of it to a certain extents like i think that there can be value in in like the author not 
showing enough like for for the actual reason of like I want to I want to provide this experience to my readers or viewers or whatever for them to be able to create meaning out of it like I think that there that can be a deliberate choice and that can be fun but how can you tell when it's a deliberate choice and when it's not someone just pulling shit out of their ass I have no idea. I mean, I guess maybe it's um, maybe it it's just the amount of fun I get out of spinning out that meaning. So then maybe then that's like why I'm more forgiving of it. Like I, I totally get that the, you know people like doing that, but it's like you gotta take it as your own theory and not the absolute. Oh well, intention. Yeah, but that's what I yeah. hate though because people take that as the absolute intention. It's like, but you have no way of knowing. Well, then it just seems more like you hate the audience rather than the It's creator. both. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> like, for a lot of things, I hate the audience because it's just, like, they tend to be echo chambers where people are just saying the same shit over and over and then one thing is, like, considered dogma and then no one else can say anything. Yeah. And I just, I fucking hate that. And, yes, I'm talking about Evangelion. <laughs> Like, specifically, like, that's what I'm thinking of. It's like, oh, it's this, and this means this, and Shinji and Kaoru this. And it's like, okay, well, point me to an example that's not this one thing. Show me, mm-hmm. show me in, like, the two episodes Kaoru is in that you got all this depth from. And it's like, they fucking can't. Or they'll go back to the other thing that I told them not to mention. And it's just like, okay, Goodbye. And it's, but it's just like with interpretations, you have to leave room for someone to interpret something different from you. And no one ever does that. Well, and that that's like, it is frustrating because that's what I feel is like the the funnest part about this is is being able to see other interpretations and and like taking like different pieces of the text and and putting different spins on them. And, you know, this like. Maybe the author did have a particular spin in mind, and and that's great. But like, that's what's fun about an audience being able to bandy it back and forth. Like, I just think about um, when we're going over like Hamlet or something like that in in my class, and like I I try to impress upon them like all of the like many different ways the text can be read. And, like, obviously you can go, like, way far out on left field and just come up with something, like, absolutely batshit insane that the text really doesn't support. But, like, for the most part, like, because we're not necessarily getting the full story of what's going on in that play, like, you can, like, based on, like, the hints that you get through the dialogue, you can kind of try to piece together different interpretations of, like, of other things. And so, like... That, you know, it's like I try to impress that upon them, like mostly for the purposes of them being able to show evidence in their essays, um, like back it up with like analysis and then also deal with the counter argument because there are counter arguments for basically any interpretation that you could offer. Mm-hmm. But also just to show that like a really rich piece of media will offer you, at least I think, these different interpretations where it's just like you can take like you can take different like views of the story all the time and like and I I do the same thing honestly with the matrix where it's like because we go over that in my class as well and like whether or not cypher is a sympathetic villain or just straight up villain and, like, I feel different ways about him, like, at different times. And I think that that is, like, again, indicative of a very rich piece of media where you can you can look at it with those different interpretations, those different takes that it just adds that depth. And so, like, it, so just circling back, like, I, I hate it when audiences are, like, definitively, this is the thing. And it's like, well, now you're just taking all the fun out of it. Like, what's wrong with you? Is people are so determined to have the quote unquote right answer, like they they have to see things in black and white. They don't understand that like they can you know you can have like multiple interpretations in your head at once, and like all of them can have some degree of truth, and it makes it fun. You find that Take fun. Take all the fun out of it. <laughs> you find that fun. I don't particularly find it fun because my experience with it has just been people just being shitheads. And I don't like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, like, if that they've soured it for you. But, like, I, I usually just tend to avoid that discourse. But it's, like, like, my, like, my example that I'm thinking of specifically is, like, the Mass Effect fandom and how mm-hmm. they latched really hard onto, like, one or two things and just no one else could, there was no room for anyone else to say anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like, and then you try to, like, ignore that and make your own thing. And it's like, either you get snubbed or you get people coming in your shit telling you you're wrong. And it's just like, mind your fucking business, <laughs> essentially. Mm-hmm. that's how i feel about it. like let people do what they fucking want to do but we're not apparently not built to do that as creatures no it's just no it's just people are simple like i i think that the uh, ability to to look at a a subject and to be able to again hold multiple different truths about that subject in your head at the same time and be able to acknowledge like the the failings of any single one of them but also like the aspects of it that are you know things that you would want to hold up and to promote i think that being able to understand that level of complexity is the mark of like intelligence <laughs> and and just kind of like more of like a sophisticated sort of minds if like all you can do is like approach something and like offer like one of two things like is this good or this is bad like well then you're just fucking simple you're stupid hmm and maybe some people who are listening to this would be like hey but it's like well then maybe you're fucking stupid <laughs> Maybe you should start thinking about the ways in which you can actually appreciate the complexity of any given subject, because things are not as simple as that. Like, there are levels of complexity. And and if you can't understand that, then I don't know what to tell you. Wait, wait, run that last part back. Say it again. Say what again? The last thought. That there are levels of complexity, and if you can't understand that, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't feel like it applies to everything across the board. No, well, I'm just talking about, like, these these stories that we're talking about. Like... These particular stories. Because I feel like, Mm -hmm. again, like, it's not true of everything across the board. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. (sighs) I feel like to get that, like, you have to talk to someone who does not think the same way that you do. And most people aren't doing that. Like, people like, like I said, people like this. I feel like this is how we're made. Like, people like echo chambers. That's why they exist. Oh, absolutely. Like, this is why people need to go to school. Like, like you say, people need college education. I say we need to restructure 12 through K. Oh, I agree. But it's just like you need to be exposed to different ways of thinking rather than trying to be forced to think one way or gravitate to people who think the same way you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but... I, I think that, like, education needs to be more focused on on development of skills rather than, like, understanding of concepts. That's not to say that you, you know, shouldn't impart concepts to students because obviously that's necessary but like being able to develop that level of skill in terms of thinking and and breaking down ideas and being able to discuss complex ideas like that is a skill and i feel that often we're not focused on the development of that skill we're focused on the memorization of concepts Mm -hmm. like i say a thousand times like I feel that the education I got in school was just to pass tests. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, that was the it, no like, child left behind era. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you were just taught to the test and that was it. Like, fuck mm-hmm. anything else. Which seems like a waste of fucking, what, 12 years of school? 13 years of school? Yeah. Just a waste of fucking time. Well, then I and I also think that it exacerbates that outlook of like, there always has to be a right answer. And it's like, sometimes there isn't. Sometimes it's just like, the best you can do with the information that you have. Sometimes like, you're going to have to make a decision that's always going to make someone unhappy, because it's not completely right. It's not going to solve every problem. But it's like you have to be able to think about 
like when you have like really I'm just thinking about like stupid conversations I had with my parents yesterday like when you have like really complex like world issues like sometimes you have to make a call and it's it's not always going to make everyone happy it's not going to solve the entire problem like if it were that easy we would have just done that thing <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel we're getting off topic though all right so, since we've gotten these, I guess, uh, rules out of the way, what are some terrible things that you like, like, specifically? Like, with some terrible um, media? Well, like, the the one that I hold up all the time as, like, the pinnacle of terrible and also my favorite and that I would genuinely recommend to other people is The Room. <laughs> like, it's just, like... It's not great art. It absolutely isn't. But it, like, hits all of the marks that I want. Like, it has that level of, like, insane absurdity. Like, it's it's just, like, this what-the-fuck sort of, like, aspect to it where I'm just, like, what was this man thinking? Like, what, where is his head? Like, and, and it's just, he's so crazy, like it, he's just such a mystery and so uh, like when we watch it it's like you always have to watch it in a group like if you're just watching it by yourself like it doesn't have the same effect but like you watch it in a group and you're just like going over these scenes and you're just trying to puzzle them out and it's not as though there's some grand meaning behind it like I would never pretend to say that but it's just that like he's so crazy and his mind is such an enigma that it's like the fun is being able to try to like figure out like what the, what could he have possibly been thinking here? How could anyone think that this is good? How could anyone like look at this and be like, yeah, <laughs> like it's just like so bad. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> And we t we've spoken before about how I just, I, I don't get that from it. <laughs> I don't know how you can. It's just, it, it, it's I'm just like astounded. <laughs> like I like inane, like crazy, like that's my taste. Like crazy things. Like I fucking love, like things that are like inane and crazy on purpose though. Like Eric Andre, Tim and Eric, like that kind of shit. But like, No. <laughs> Like, that would, I feel like that has one of the things, like, that has, like, uh, an air of pretension to it. Like, he thought this was some kind of masterpiece for some I fucking know, reason. I know, but that's what makes it so great. It's, like, clearly he thought, yeah, like, I'm hitting the mark. This is going to be amazing. Everyone's going to think I'm a genius. And it's just, like, absolutely not. And so that is just, like, so much fun to, like, marvel over it. Like... Like, how could someone be this bad, but still think that they're good? It's amazing to me. He's just got that confidence. That that mediocre, middle-of-the-line dude confidence. But it's like, it's not even mediocre. Like, it's terrible. It's just the worst. And so it's like, me if it were mediocre, then it would be boring and I wouldn't care to watch it. But it just like reaches this level of like, this is like the worst thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. But you can tell that he thinks that it's brilliant. That is just it, very appealing to me. <laughs> but like, ha did he make anything before this or after this? Uh, I know that he had like some sort of show i don't know what it was aired maybe it was just aired on youtube i'm not sure but it was like some sort of show where he was pretending to be an alien in a spaceship and like he reviewed like video games or something the fuck i didn't hear about this <laughs> <laughs> i haven't watched it i haven't watched it but like we as far as it. i know like the room and that video game spaceman show um were the only things it I know of that he created. And That's he's just wild. like a character too. Like he uh, like pretends that he is an American, like from the United States, 
but like it could not be clearer that that he's not like he doesn't he doesn't say like you know like i immigrated here or something like that like he wants to pretend that he's like native born and and he's not like he doesn't he doesn't understand like any aspect of american culture like he has like this really like kind of hard to place accents and it's just like the way that he looks too like he always looks like like someone just cracked him on the back of the head with like a two by four or something he has like this weird unfocused look and like you know the whole like the locks right like the uh, the weird like vampire haircut yeah and the, and the sex scenes where he's just like humping this poor lady's belly button <laughs> <laughs> and like these like great these really great pieces of music are playing over it too like it like they're just they're so bad like you listen to the lyrics and they're just really amazingly bad it's just it's it's good like i i'm i'm entertained from start to finish like there's not a single scene in that movie where i'm like well this didn't need to be here like all of it needs to be there like it's all terrible it's all insane and i'm entertained from start to finish just a, a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen's consensus is to watch the movie, get a watch party together and watch the movie if you haven't seen it. Mine is, I've watched it one and a half times and the half time had the sex scenes edited out because it was on Adult Swim and that was enough for me for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, like, I've watched like it back to back. How many times have you watched it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I've lost count. Like, I, I've watched it many times. And like I, like I said, like, one time, like, we watched it, it was over, and we pushed play, we started it right back up again. Like, it was literally back to back. I can't, I can't imagine. We had a great I, time. I can't imagine doing that with something good. <laughs> it's just so much fun to watch with people. Like, like, watching it with Tara and Christian, we are just, like, busting up the entire time it's like it's just hilarious it's so much fun mm. i don't have anything that i like to that extent so anything bad that i could go opine about it for that long but like i was just thinking about like i was trying to list something else that i like that would be might be considered bad and it's like like i said i like things that have like a decent set of bones and then they just throw something stupid into the mix mm-hmm. and i also i guess like formulaic kind of things like not that i would say they're good like i just enjoy them like kind of like um law and order svu like that kind of thing how it's like essentially the same fucking episode <laughs> for mm-hmm. a whole like 10 seasons they just change like one little part of it and i was thinking about the show lucifer and how that's the same kind of fucking thing and then it made me think of um, the show that I just finished. And every time I watched an episode, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? It was um, the show called Food Wars mm-hmm. or Shogeki no Soma, something like that. I'm fucking up the name. But it's like, it's a show about a boy who his father throws him into this pit of vipers in the culinary world by enrolling him in this school that everyone who wants to be someone in japan's culinary scene goes to mm-hmm. and you know it's basic like anime bullshit that's fine he's of course like a beast for no fucking reason but the show gets stupid where every time someone eats it's like they're having an orgasm oh i think that like i either watched an episode with you or you sent me like a scene i probably sent that. you a scene i wouldn't have tried to make you watch that with me <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, it's just really dumb. It's like every single episode this happens, people are eating this food and it's always the most mind-blowing thing they've ever had and their clothes bust off. And it's just like, okay. (laughs) Every episode. (laughs) And I just finished it like um, earlier this month. Because like I watched like the first three and I thought there was like a break, the first three seasons. Mm -hmm. And then I got Crunchyroll back and I was like, oh my God, there's like, three more and let me fucking watch it and like i <laughs> i um i couldn't remember where i left off so i went back like two seasons and watched those and then i caught up to the new ones mm-hmm. and it was just a mess from start to finish and it was just like they just threw in like every anime trope they could think of like they got this 
the Sundari <laughs> princess kind of character and mm-hmm. like her weird ass father and a distant mom who you think is dead for like the first four seasons. It's it's just a mess. And it's like she, um, the Sundari character's name was Irina, I think. And her deal was that she has this thing they call the god tongue, which is just supposed to be super sensitive to food. And she can only eat like the best food. As like can her she eat thing, pussy? I would know. <laughs> 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 they did not go that route with it, but she um. She's like, this is the finest ass I've ever eaten. <laughs> Listen, they're high school kids, okay? <laughs> but um, like her, the intro to her being this way was her as a baby sucking on a wet nurse's titty and then talking about this lacks depth of flavor. Okay, like, so what I said is not that far <laughs> off. That's different. Like you try that's, to act like it's like, it's like oh, she's drinking breast school. milk for the purpose of nutrition, not the thing that you said. <laughs> I know, but that, still. That's different. It, it was a baby. It wasn't her as her <laughs> high school self. And they threw in all this, like, there was this weird-ass tournament. They had her, like, taking on, like, a hundred people at a time. And, like, it's like, what? how did I say it? It was, like, it's like it's Iron Chef if people got naked and then you threw in some DBZ in it where people were just having these stupid fights, mm-hmm. these stupid OP fights. And it was, like, um, the last season they were trying to, for her to get up to her mom, who's like the final boss and like her mom who left the family because she also has the God tongue and her life is miserable because all food tastes like ass to her. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing was her trying to find someone who can cook because she feels like she's the only person who is qualified to properly judge cooking of like the best of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to keep Arena from getting to her. So they kept throwing all this stupid shit in her way. And it was like they had different tiers of people. Like they had like um, a bunch of gates, like gate one, two, three. She automatically started at gate three. Everyone else started at gate like one or two. And like those people who got knocked out, they got a second chance. I don't know if they were going to come back into it if they beat her. But it was like everyone who lost up until her gate, like she had to fight them. So you just see her standing there with, like, smoke coming off her cooking utensils. And everyone's <laughs> just laying on the ground. Like, she threw them there, even though she just, like, <laughs> killed them with her cooking. And it's like, like I said, this is ridiculous. This is dumb. And But the basic bones, like, if they threw all this out, like, I probably, if they handled it in an interesting way without going this far, I probably would have still watched it. Mm-hmm. Because I would be interested in the journey and the kinds of things that the character would have to go through the main character like she's not the main character she's like a side character mm-hmm. but just all that absurdity like i just i love it and i'm i'm still like i like prior to this show coming out like i would not have watched this kind of show like i don't mm-hmm. know what possessed me to watch the show but i just i really enjoyed it <sighs> so like you talk about like liking this you know like it has like a decent story at the center and then like absurdity surrounding it Mm -hmm. and like so i don't understand why you won't play yakuza (laughs) because it it's such a slow burn for yakuza that's my only problem with it like i don't have nothing wrong with any all the silly stuff in it it's just that 20 minute cut scene when they were introducing majima was killing me and then it's like if I skip the cutscene, I feel like I won't know what's going on. So I want to watch yeah. it, but then it's just like, oh my god, you're like literally doing nothing but talking this whole time about nothing that's going to matter. I just have no appreciation for the finer things. I suppose so. <laughs> I'm a pleb. <clears throat> but yeah, like when I get a new monitor and I can just watch it without having to sit upright in my chair and I can just melt into my beanbag, I'll play it. I'm going to hold you to that. Okay. Do it. Okay. New monitor or a gaming laptop. What would you prefer to have? I honestly am going to try to get both. <laughs> but first... Oh, I, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> but I, like, to get first, I have no idea. Because they like cost about the same amount. Mm. Like the size monitor that I want to get. 
What size do you want to get? Like, um, like over 30. Like I'm at 24 right now for my two monitors. Mm. I want something that's like almost 40. That's pretty big. I think. Yeah, it is. Like, I feel like it's like almost the size of my TV in my living room. Yeah. Like my TV I have is like 47, but like, I'm not trying mm. to get like TV size. Like I want smaller than the TV, but I would still like bigger than both of these monitors. Mm-hmm. So like, like, Meanwhile, I'm sticking with my 10-year-old monitor. Yeah, cut that out. No, no. Get you know, I may have even decided to upgrade, but like because you're like pushing it so hard, now I won't do it out of so heckin' rude. Yeah, I know. So rude. <laughs> it works just fine. No, you say that and then it's gonna. Why die. am I throwing I away it. like a perfectly good monitor? I curse it. So just have two monitors then. Eh, I don't know. I don't need that. No, get two. What do I need to choose You say for? you don't need it. You you say you don't need it, and then you'll get it, and you'll be like, how did I live without this? That's what happened nah. to me. Nah. Yes. It's like, yes. I don't, like, I use my laptop for most everyday things. Like, the only reason I go on the desktop is to do gaming stuff. And so it's like, what do I need multiple monitors for that? Everything. No. No, you need to, because you'll have to. Because you won't throw out the old one. That's the only reason you'll have it. Yeah, but I'm not going to get another one. So get a new one. It's a new point. No. Yes. Get it for me and that stitch and the stitch stuff. witchery. Ah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> man. All right, when I cash out all my doggy coin, I'll I'll get you both those things, and then you have to do it. <laughs> yeah, sure. My doggy coin. I am not going to turn away free stuff. My you middle. should get the laptop I have. My millions of meme coins. I was thinking about it because it's cheap now. Cheaper. So another, like, I wouldn't say that all of them are are good in the way that I like them. But another, like, fairly reliable source of the sort of absurdity that I enjoy is Nicolas Cage. Because it's also, mm-hmm. like, that kind of same level of, like, what the fuck was he thinking? Like, wh- what is he doing? What is he on? He's scary, <laughs> like, though. Like, why does he think that this is, is good? Scary. I, it's intense. It's intense. Like, imagine like, seeing I, him, like, on the train. Oh, you would, like, switch cars. <laughs> like, it's, like, one of those things where you're, like, I think I'm going to go in the car over. Because this guy mm-hmm. is clearly having a mental health issue. <laughs> exactly. That's what I feel like watching him. Like, it's uncomfortable. I mean, certainly there is a level of discomfort in it, but it's like I I feel that the absurdity of it all like more than makes it up for me. Like my favorite of his, well, I guess I, I have two favorites. The first favorite is Face Off, because like I feel that like that that has like also like a a plot level absurdity that I really enjoy. It's just like, it's such a stupid premise. <laughs> it's just like, like who even thought of this? <laughs> and so it's like, not only do you have like, it's just like a really stupid plot, but you have like Nicolas Cage just basically freaking out like for the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And, and it's amazing. It's so brilliant. And, like, there's this one thing that the characters do, because it's not, it's not even just Nicolas Cage that is insane. Like, every everyone's insane in this movie. And John Travolta. Like, yeah, he's insane, too. And, because, and, you know, he ha- has to also act like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the like, best part of the movie for me. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Like, they do, like, this whole, like, face motif thing where they, like drag their fingers over people's faces for like some like intense meaning or something like that and so that also hits that you know the same thing with the room where i'm like have you actually spent time around human beings (laughs) yeah like i think you can find like a super like on youtube (laughs) it's so stupid and then, um, oh, I mean, it just has everything you want. Like, I mean, it has it has the absurd, like, sci-fi plot. It has, like, these weird, like, prison gravity boots. It has incest. Like, it has everything. Everything you could possibly want. 
And so I highly recommend Face Off if you haven't seen it. It's it's just an amazing watch. But same thing with Room. Like, watch it with friends because you're going to want to be able to laugh about it. And then the other favorite that I have of his is Vampire's Kiss. <sighs> I, <laughs> that, I don't know how, why, how you cannot like that. How can you not like that movie? It's so it's terrible. It's too much. It's too much. No. <laughs> like, what makes it too much? It, like, at least with Face Off, they had, like, little bits of plot where they, like, tried to ring, like, rein it in and tell an actual story. Like, a bad story. This was just, like, what the fuck is happening for, like, two hours? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the plot is there. Like, he thinks he's turning into a vampire. That's the plot. But there's so much extra stuff. Like... Why did he assault the 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 secretary lady? I don't know, just because he's insane. Yeah, like that didn't have nothing to do with being a vampire. <laughs> like he didn't bite her. Like just because. Yeah, but like I mean, he was like already insane like before the vampire stuff. I suppose. Like the vampire stuff just pushed him into a new level. But it's like it's also like like two hours of like pure cage freakout. Like, there are a lot of really excellent scenes in that movie. Like, he, uh, like, I I don't know why this is my favorite, like, but it is, because it's just so bad. Like, he's, like, sitting on the floor, and he's, like, crying, but, like, he actually says boo-hoo, and it's just so weird to me. (laughs) Like, I just, I fucking love it. It's like, what, how? I was like, is he supposed to be actually crying, or is he supposed I don't to be, know. like you're supposed to see him as fake crying? Like it's very confusing. I yeah no it's see it's this level of like trying to pick it apart and figure out like why there wasn't just like oh no cut 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 like in the middle of that scene like no 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 C- Mr Cage you cannot say boohoo <laughs> like you can't do that. That's why like, I said I just, everyone like, involved should be fired. <laughs> So, like, I love that part. And I also just love, like, the uh, the plastic vampire teeth. And, like, him, like, running through the streets, flapping his hands, going, like, I'm a vampire! I'm a vampire! And then just his accent. His accent, which is just, like, it's another, like, I can't place this accent. Like, what is this accent supposed to be? But it's just, like, the no whole clue. time he's, like, speaking in this really weird accent. And it's amazing. I mean, just, like, A plus, 10 out of 10, would watch again. <laughs> I feel like I would watch it again just to subject other people to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, just for my own enjoyment, I don't think I would. Like, that would be my enjoyment. Like, the, the watching the actual movie would have nothing to do with it. Well, I mean, again, I would watch it by myself. Like, it's, it's not a movie I can watch by myself. But, like, watching it with other people, absolutely. It's hilarious. It's so fucking It's comedy terrible. gold. All right, so something terrible that we both came across and seem like we can't stop watching is uh, these horrific cooking videos on social media where people just think that mm-hmm. they're doing the fucking best when they're actually doing the worst. It's like, it's, again, it's like the fact that they think that they're doing a great job, that is my favorite part of it. <coughs> Like, if they, if they thought that, like, is like, if they were, like, in on the joke, and they were, like, <laughs> like, putting nerds in spaghetti, <laughs> like, and they just thought that it was funny and stupid, then I'd be, like, well, this is just dumb. Like, I don't want to watch this. But it's, like, the fact that, like, they think this is a good decision, and they're, they're wanting to share what they perceive to be their culinary genius with the world, that makes it just insanely funny. So, like, okay, we've seen, today, we saw the one where the lady was doing the weird spaghetti thing that she stole from someone else. Uh-huh. And and made it worse. And then she it was the nerds. chick with, yeah, she put, she took a chunk of unseasoned meat, put some um, spaghetti noodles, dry spaghetti noodles in the middle of it, wrapped them around the middle, fried them up a little bit, put it in a casserole dish, put some spaghetti sauce on it, which is not the worst thing if she seasoned the meat. 
And then... Well, it's just like, I don't know why you would make them like that. I mean, if you're trying to do stuff cheap and like stick to a routine and make things that are cheap, I could see doing that just to do something different. I mean, but like, why can't you just make the spaghetti in a pot? Something different. And it's also like hands off. I don't feel like spaghetti in a pot really takes that much effort. Well, she got something else to do. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, um, and then before she put it in the oven, because, like, she's going to let the sauce cook the noodles, she fucking put nerds on top of it. She's talking about the sugar's going to melt into it. No. Spaghetti sauce out of a can is already so sweet. You don't need no more sugar. And on yeah. top of that, like, you don't fucking want nerds. Like, that's, like, 80% chemicals. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, no, that that is, like, it's really bizarre. Like, why wouldn't you just put sugar on it? Like, if for some reason you wanted it to be, like, a sugar bomb, like, why wouldn't you just add regular sugar? Like, who even has, like, a box of nerds in their house? Like, I would have to go out know. and buy nerds for this. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it was the girl with the nachos on her counter that I said, you mm-hmm. know, she was leaving for a cleaning staff to cook, to clean up. Mm-hmm. That was, that was vomit inducing almost. So it's like, like, there were just like multiple levels to it though. It's like first, like she has, I don't know if you noticed, but it was just like this big, like industrial sized can of nacho cheese. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like good nacho cheese, right? It's like nacho cheese from a can. Mm-hmm. And so it's like she dumps it all over her counter, like smears it around. It's cold, right? I mean, it's not warm. And then she like she puts all of like these nacho toppings on. She puts like you know like the lettuce and like the salsa and uh, meats and tomatoes and la da 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 da. And then she puts a bunch of packets of taco seasoning all over it. And then like the chips, like she she dumps chips on top of like this huge mess. And then just like crushes them in to the the mess with her bare hands. And like she's using like these like putty knives to like slap it all over like cold stone creamery or something like that. But she's just like digging her hands into like this like cheese mixture. And then she like takes an ice cream scoop and then like puts it in like this like is like think of like a waffle cone. But instead she like she made it out of like a tortilla. And yeah. so she, like, puts, like, this, like, scoop of, like, nacho cheese with soggy chips that's cold into this tortilla cone. And it, like, takes a big old bite out of it. Like, it's a good thing. And she's like, who eats cold nachos? Cold nachos that you've, like, been into up into, like, your elbows. Just, like, getting in there with your bare fucking hands. It's fucking disgusting. It, it didn't make any sense. It was not appealing. And like I like I told you like before when we looked at it, I was like, I said, it's a B2. I said, looking at that, it looks like someone chewed it up already and just spat it out on the counter. Yeah. And it it's like, like vomit. Like part of the appeal to the part of the appeal of nachos to me is looking at the nachos before I get to like scoop up what I what parts I want to eat like oh this mm-hmm. bite has like guacamole and sour cream this part has beans and cheese and guacamole or some shit like that like mm-hmm. I don't want something that just looks masticated already and just left on a counter yeah. and then on top yeah. of that the shit was like cold like you said and it's just like what the fuck is wrong with you so here's like here's <laughs> here's some vomit balls yeah. in a burnt tortilla shell <laughs> it was Social media is a disease. <laughs> and that fucking idiot, like, videotaping it, he's like, what are you going to use the ice cream scoop for? It's like, she's not going to fuck you. Just stop. Like, how, how are you not horrified by this? Fuck out of here. Don't try to pretend. So there was that, and then there was the lady who made the SpaghettiOs pie. And, like, she had, like, like butter and like bread like there's like, like sliced oh, bread oh like yeah bread whatever, i almost right? forgot oh yeah, i wanted no, to I forget you, yeah i'm bringing <laughs> it back though so it's like she had like these like pieces of like wonder bread or whatever and she spread bread butter on them and then she like put garlic on it like powdered garlic 
And then like she wanted to like, I don't know why, she wanted to like mash it. And so she uses her fucking forearms. She like leans over the counter and she's using her forearms to like mash the butter and the garlic powder into the bread. So it's like makes the bread all flat, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just... Like I could they, see if she was going to put why? that on top for like the top of the pie crust, but it's still fucking nasty. Well, you don't need to use your you fucking no. forearms. No, you don't. Like... What's wrong with you? A lot. You could use like a like you could use a, a rolling pin. You could use a spatula. Like you could use a lot of different things. Like at no point would it occur to me to use my forearms. It, it's super upset. And like we didn't get to see the end of it because they fucking no. <laughs> they cut it off there. Yeah. But the one we saw today, that's the only one that I actually thought I was going to vomit. Which one, the chocolate egg? Yes! And it didn't make any sense! <laughs> who, who eats the chocolate egg? Who eats the chocolate egg? No Keep one. in mind, this is a hard-boiled egg that is covered in chocolate. So but, I'm not talking about like a Cadbury egg or something. I'm talking about an actual hard-boiled egg that is covered in chocolate. It, it didn't make any sense. This, bit, this woman <laughs> took a hard-boiled egg, poked a bunch of holes in it with like little pins, like sewing pins she took a syringe full of hershey's chocolate syrup injected it into the egg put the egg inside some weird ass thing and just swung it around for no reason like like i said social media is a disease that's the whole reason she did this it was like to use like the centrifugal force to like bring the chocolate back out i know but why and i'm sure that thing has another purpose like they didn't make that just for that I would hope not. <laughs> but it's like, like, I don't know what real reason you could have for using this thing other than social media clout. But it's just like, she swung it around, used a centrifugal force getting the thing out, and then she opens it up, and it's just an egg covered in chocolate. And, it's just, and then she eats it, and it's just like, how? Like, I felt spit welling up in my mouth. Yeah, I just like had like a vomit burp. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just thinking about like what it would be like to just bite into that fucking hard-boiled egg with fucking... Oh, God, it's terrible. It's the worst. I feel like like a real big classic, though, and, like, I like probably one of the first really bad cooking videos that I saw is the Kwanzaa cake. Have you seen that? I know I've sent it to you. I don't remember. Do you remember Oh, wait, it? it's, okay. um... Is it, um, Sandra... Like, Lady with the Cooking yeah. Show? Yeah, I think so. I think that's her name. I've seen it, but I can't remember what happens. So, like, she wants to, like, make, like, this Kwanzaa cake, whatever. So, it's, like, she has, like, an angel food cake. It's, like, already prepared. And she cuts it in half. And she has, like, like um, not, like, um, like, cuts it in half, like, on the side. So, there's, like, two layers. Mm-hmm. Um, and she makes, like, this frosting where it's just, like, white, like, buttercream frosting again from a can. I think it's, like, her whole shtick is that, like, these are all the things you yeah, can do. Yeah, it's, like, like semi-homemade. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, she has, like, this white buttercream frosting and she, like, puts, like, chocolate and cinnamon in it. And then, like, she spreads, um, like, chocolate, the chocolate cinnamon white frosting, like, between the layer and then around the whole cake. So now, like, the, the angel food cake is covered in, like, this chocolate cinnamon frosting, which, like, it's, like, way too sweet. But, like, at this point, I'm, like, okay, like, chocolate cinnamon frosting and an angel food cake, like, someone's got to like that. It's not for me. It's too sweet. But then it just starts, like, really going off the rails. Like, she gets, like, this canned apple pie feeling and just, like, pours it in the hole of the middle of the angel food cake. Just, like, there's this mound of, like, apple pie filling. And then she gets, like, this knife and, like, all around, like, the top of the angel food cake, she, like, puts holes, right? And she gets, like, these thick-ass candles. These are, like, candles for, like, a candelabra or something like that. Like, they're thick. They're not, like, birthday candles that you just, like, put where they're, like, nice and thin. They're, like, actual thick candles, like an inch across. And she puts them all on the top of the cake. So it's just, like, these. this cake is, like, completely overwhelmed by these giant candles. And then she gets corn nuts, which she calls acorns, but they're corn nuts. And she gets corn nuts and, like, puts corn nuts all over it. 
And that's it. That's her that's her Kwanzaa cake. And she like cuts a slice. She's like, mmm. It's like, no, no. It's terrible. It it's like, like she's it's like ugly. Drunk. It's ugly. Yeah, it's I feel that this is like this is a food that you would make if you were like really high. And like you just like wanted to like make something. And so you're pulling out all of this like random garbage from your pantry. And like this is this would be your creation. Honestly, it's the corn nuts that were the most offensive to me. Who like put, puts fucking corn nuts on a cake? Her. No. One last piece of garbage that mm-hmm. we could just like end on that I also really like, but I forgot to mention. Um, it's like a total guilty pleasure of mine. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anyone, but like every time I go out of town for like business or whatever, like this is what I entertain myself with in the hotel room. And it's all of those stupid ghost shows, Ah. like ghost adventures and like whatever they are. Like, I love those. They're terrible. They're stupid. They're cheesy. And I'm entertained from start to finish. Mm. Like, I love them. They're the ghost shows. They're just great. Any one of them, I'm sure, would be fine. Like, I I know that there are several of them. I can't necessarily tell them apart. It's just, like, whenever I go to the hotel, I turn on the TV, I flip through the cable guide until I find a ghost show, and then I put that on. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, what is it about the ghost show? I don't know. It's just, like, because it's obvious it's fake, right? I mean, I don't know. Like, people believe in ghosts. Like, I don't believe in ghosts. So, it's, like, to me, it's, like, it's very fake. It's it's all bullshit. But like I, I admire their dedication to the bullshit. <laughs> like it's like I mean they're just going all in. Like they're very passionate about it. And and you know, sometimes it's like in like a weird location and so like I can like look that location up and I can like read about it mm. while they're doing their thing. And so that's fine. That's the same reason why like sometimes very very rarely there's not a ghost show on and so I'm very disappointed. <laughs> but usually there's like an ancient aliens or something like that on there instead. And this it's not like I love the ghost shows. I, I like them a lot more, but I'll take ancient aliens if I have to. Like, you know, it's my consolation prize. And that is like the same thing. I admire their dedication to this absolute insane premise. And, like, often it's, like, some, like, place in the world, some ancient site or something like that that I've not heard of or that I have heard of but I would like to learn more about. And so they're, like, with their so-called experts, like, prattling on about fucking nonsense. And I, like, look it up while they're talking about it and learn more about this ancient site and, like, the culture that was there and stuff like that. And that's fun to me. I hate how ancient aliens started off like, it was trying to be, like, at least a little bit legitimate. And then they got that one guy with the hair. And it's like, as yeah. the show goes on, his hair gets so much worse. It's like, what is wrong with him? I mean, I'm glad that they just, like, I, I guess there are probably still people who, like, watch it. And like, yo. But, like, I feel that they, like, have acknowledged their absurdity. And it's just entertainment. Like, it's not. it's not like I'm going to, like learn about anything factual on that show because they're not dealing with facts they're mm-hmm. dealing with like s- speculative garbage so this is your uh your formulaic media of choice yeah yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's what we can end it on another of my recommendations if you're traveling for business and you're not sure what to do in your hotel room at night um try to find a ghost show or an ancient aliens if you must and entertain yourself that way there you go <laughs> like between the two i personally i like the ghost show a little better like i said yeah no, call the ghost shows far superior what do you call it's too much the fucking um ancient aliens is too much and then it's like <laughs> i know the internet likes to complain about them how they like try to erase like the achievements of like brown people it's like oh mm-hmm. we couldn't do it so it must be aliens <laughs> yeah no that's that's exactly what they do the entire time it must be aliens but it's like, I remember like, the I think it was probably the last one I watched, because I don't watch them very often, because almost always there's a ghost show on. Mm-hmm. But like, one of the ones I watched, it was like, um, I think it was like some Aboriginal site in Australia. Mm-hmm. 
And like, so I, like, I just don't know much about that. So it's like, they're yammering on like with whatever garbage they're trying to peddle. And I'm looking that shit up. And so I'm learning something. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap it up, I guess. Like, <laughs> I think that was a good place to stop. Then. So we just wanted to show with this episode that, you know, like I, like I said in the beginning, it's like, we're not like, what's the word I want to say? We're not like, uh, we don't think we're better than everybody. Like we like garbage also just like everybody else like the only difference is we don't try to indoctrinate people into our garbage mm-hmm. we're able to objectively look at shit and say it's garbage but that doesn't stop us from loving it so i guess the takeaway from this episode is love your garbage don't let anyone including us stop you from liking it as much as we may dump on stuff like we're not really trying to shame anybody unless it's something like harmful so go off and indulge and we'll see you next week You've just listened to We Are Disappointed. Intro music is Feels Bad by Strongsuit. Outro music is Decisions by Dream Heaven. You can find them on the Free Music Archive in Pixabay. If you have something that disappoints you, you can send us a line at We Are Disappointed on Twitter and Instagram, or our website at weardisappointed.com, and we can be disappointed together in future shows. Thanks for listening.